Magandang araw po at maligayang bati, mga tagapakinig. Salamat po sa patuloy ninyong pagtangkilik sa Usapang Pinoy, a Georgia Asian Times podcast. Welcome po sa ika-24 na kabanata ng Usapang Pinoy. Kung hindi pa po ninyo nagagawa, panahon na para mag-sign up for subscription at usapangpinoyga at gmail.com. Kailangan lang po namin ang inyong apelyedo, pangalan at email address. Welcome din po sa buwan ng Hunyo, ang buwan ng kalayaan, ng ating kalayaan. Philippine Independence Day is June 12, and as you know, sunod-sunod po ang mga gaganaping mga aktibidades. Kaya nga tinatawag kong buwan ng ka- ating kalayaan. Needless to say, Pilipinas kong mahal ang tema natin sa buwan na ito. Ang ating pong mga topic ay focused on our history, Filipino pride, Philippine fashion, at kultura. In our last episode, pinag-usapan po natin ang uh, Filipino-American National Historical Society where we talked about preservation ng ating history ng mga Filipino immigration in this great country. So ngayon po, ay ang pagbabalik ni Noni Cabana, the founder of and co-chair of the USDTC after the successful announcement of naming a battleship after a Filipino. Pero bago ko pa siya imbitahin na sumalo sa atin, narito po ang mga importanteng anunsyo para sa buwan ng Hunyo. Sa Hunyo 5, June 5, ay ang Kalayaan Family Fun Day, which is a Philippine festival from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. sa Medlock Pavilions at Picneyville Park sa 4758 South Old Peachtree Road, Peachtree Corners, Georgia. Naipahayag na po yan sa maraming mga posts, kaya alam po ninyo na ang ating pong contact person ay si Pia Dina Valeriano at gmail.com. Ang pangalawa po, sa June 6 naman ay ang conversation with a historian, Civic Romero, focusing on Philippine history, the unheard version. And this is via Zoom and presented to you by the Philippine American Chamber of Commerce of Georgia. And this will be very interesting because the lecture will include items such as the ancient class system of the Filipinos, the pre-Hispanic era Filipinos, and the complex phenomenon of the Filipino culture. Flyers are now are now out on social media, so check ang Pagda Facebook page in Atlanta, Pinoy. So you will need to register for this uh, Zoom um, seminar. So June 12 po ang Kalayaan Gala Night, so please contact Isa J. Thompson at gmail.com. And the, the unique element to this celebration eh, ang inclusion po ng isang fashion show. Um, pinag-usapan po natin ito sa episode 22 na ang uh, fashion show na ito is based on yung material po ang ginagamit na banana fiber um, because we have plenty of that in the Philippines. So ito po ay magaganap sa Southern Exchange Ballroom sa 200 Peachtree Street, Northwest Atlanta, Georgia, 303 from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And finally, sa June 25th po is the United Nations of Play um, ito po ay project ng Children's Museum of Atlanta in um, collaboration with the mayor of Atlanta. And Galing Foundation is representing the Philippines at this event. 
Uh, meron po silang presentations ng arts, music, and cultural exhibits at mga lectures din po. So ngayon po, ako po ay magbabalik para imbitahin ang ating guest podcaster. Ngayon po, mga kababayan, I am so excited to welcome back to Usapang Pinoy si retired U.S. Air Force Colonel Noni Cabana, the co-chair and executive director of USTTC. Si Colonel Cabana po ay isang adjunct professor at Texas A&M University. Salamat po, Colonel Noni, for coming back to provide us update <coughs> excuse me, on the USTTC. This is so timely because as part of our celebration of the Kalayaan Month, um, it is just so appropriate to celebrate the success of USTTC. So can you give our listeners an update on the ship naming of Fireman's Second Class Telesforo Trinidad? Of course, Miss Jane, uh, and thank you again for always being so supportive and of our uh, initiative. Well, on first uh, on May nineteenth, twenty twenty two, that's still the, during the Asian American Pacific Island Heritage Month. The Secretary of the Navy, Honorable Carlos Del Toro, granted out petition to name a USS Telesporo Trinidad DDG one thirty nine, or in layman's term, it is called the Arleigh Burke Destroyer. This is historic and momentous moment. This marks approximately 18 months into our campaign, considered fast under normal circumstances. Congratulations, that calls for a huge celebration. And believe me, the whole Philippine American community in the whole country is so happy for you and for all Filipinos, of course. This is great. So can you briefly describe the capabilities of the USS Telesforo Trinidad? Yes, ma'am. The USS Telesporo Trinidad will have the same capabilities as the USS Jack H. Lucas. It was Christine on March 25th, 2022. The Arleigh class guided missile destroyers are multi-mission surface combatants capable of conducting anti-air warfare, anti-submarine warfare, and anti-surface warfare. Destroyers play a significant role in any strike warfare. So leading to this historic success, how did you build your grassroots and groundswell support? Good question, Miss Jane. The USS Telesporto Trinidad campaign was built on the successes of Filipino activism in the United States. In particular, the Filipino World War II Congressional Gold Medal Act and the return of the bells of Balingaga. It did not happen just from the sheer goodness of the heart of political leaders. It involved lobbying elected and appointed government officials to make it happen. They were political decisions. The gold medal gives partial recognition to the Filipinos that answered President Franklin D. Roosevelt's call to defend the United States and the Philippines during World War II. The Bells of Balingaga 
captured by the U.S. Army as a retribution against Filipino rebels, provides healing between the United States and the Philippines in that war. Can you... Uh, we decided... I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry, go ahead. Just wanted to see if you can explain to our listeners, especially the young generation, what the Bells of Balingaga is all about. Very good question, Miss Jane. You know, back in the early 1900s, when the United States occupied the Philippines, it happened in Samar, where they were attending. There are some infantry, U.S. infantry, attending the church in that particular province. Well, they were attending a church, and they were also having a burial ceremony. And at that time, when they uh, there was a coffin there, but when they opened the coffin, it has a lot of weapons that the Filipino used the Filipino rebels used to kill a lot of uh, U.S. Army soldiers. And that created a very, it created a rift between the Filipinos and the Americans. Mm -hmm. In fact, at that time, Miss Jane, there was a Marine general in charge, Major General Smith, who then ordered, he ordered to kill all those young Filipino boys at the age of under 12 which was later found illegal order, and then later on, General Smith was court-martialed for that act. Oh, wow. It only took the involvement of the church and the Roman Catholics to perhaps return the church now to the, to the Filipino people because uh, the war was already over. They've done that for Germany. They returned several uh, collections from Germany and Japan, so why not also do it for the Philippines? That's right. So finally, several years ago, for the first time after doing it for over 100 years again to Jane, the U.S. government, it took almost a National Security Act from the Secretary of Defense to, uh, for the U.S. to release those bells to the Filipino people. But they used a different approach. They used the, the, Catholic, uh, the religion aspect instead of government-to-government -government action. That's I guess right. when they look at it from the religious aspect, uh, the the American people saw a different view, and they finally decided to return those two bells. One bell come from uh, F.E. Warren Air Force Base, Wyoming, and one of the bells came from one of the bases in South Korea, U.S. military base. That's good to know. So going back to what you were talking about, your grassroots and Grantsville support, um, you said you were able to leverage the experience of um, some of your supporters, such as who? Yes, uh, we decided to leverage the experience of distinguished patriots, such as Major General Tony Taguba, Mr. Sunny Busa, retired Consul General, Ms. Marie Blanco, former Chief of Staff of uh, Inoue, Senator Inoue, Mr. John Milligrito, he's very involved with the fans in Napa, and then Rear Admiral Dan McKinnon, Captain Brian Basil, Dennis Wright, they're the three folks behind these Balingaga bills. They formed a triad to form the strong alliance between the Philippines and the U.S. to return the bills. We also asked Captain Ron Ravelo to be our chair, since he holds the distinction of being the first American of Filipino descent to command the USS Abraham Lincoln and leverage his naval connections. And mm -hmm. I must tell you, having... Captain Ravelo as our chair really help us know the process and how to make it happen faster. Wow, that's wonderful. So what is the significance of having a 
com combatant ship named after Trinidad to the Navy community and America as a whole? Fireman Second Class Trinidad will be the first enlisted sailor and Medal of Honor recipient and the first Filipino to have a combat ship named after him. This distinguished honor will recognize the commitment, distinction, and valor, not only of Trinidad, but of the thousands of Filipinos who have served faithfully and loyally for the past 121 years. Approximately 6,000 Filipinos enlisted in the U.S. Navy during World War I and many more through World War II. After the Philippines obtained its independence from the United States in 1946, over 35,000 native Filipinos were recruited into the U.S. Navy from 1952 to 1992 under military basis agreement. In addition, thousands of Americans of Filipino descent enlisted during this 40-year period and continue to do so until today. It will recognize the contribution of Filipinos, not as foreign national, but as Americans. And that's important. That's very important. And when you said uh, many, many Filipinos enlisted, I know that we were, when we were celebrating the historical month, the Philippine American Historical Month, we came across the numbers of Filipinos who um, fought for the United States, and that's 260,000 that enlisted. Can you clarify the question again? Oh, that wasn't a question. I was just making a comment that during uh, uh, when we were doing the research for the Philippine American <coughs> Historical Month for October, the World War in World War Two, about two hundred sixty thousand Filipino soldiers enlisted to um, uh, help the United States. That's correct. In fact, they are eligible to receive those congressional gold medals. That's correct. Yes, during World War Two, Jane. So, wh what is the significance? Um, well, I already asked that question. What What is the next milestone towards your ship May I and commission? Continue some more, Jane, in terms sure. of what? How will it also help the uh, Filipino people? Sure, sure. That maybe the navy ships will inspire the na naming a ship after Telesporo will inspire the men and women who sail in them. Right. Any sailor who serve at sea knows that without the ship, they have nothing to stand on to bring the fight to the enemy. This fight cannot be won without his or her shipmates. A warship named after Trinidad will celebrate the core values of the United States Navy duty, honor, and commitment, regardless of race, color, creed, national origin, or sex. As a combat veteran and a veteran of wartime condition, we want our fighting men and women to fight as one nation, believing in our values regardless of background. The consensus was that a ship named after Trinidad will make the U.S. Navy a cohesive fighting force, promote the promise of the U.S. as a nation of immigrants, and restore America's standing as it reveals democratic alliances. Telesporo Trinidad story inspires the motto, Ship, shipmate before self. As you can see, that he sacrificed hi himself to save um, his shipmates. So, what is the next milestone towards your ship and commissioning campaign? 
So the kill laying, kill laying of USS Telesporter Trinidad happens on or about 2028, based on the two ships construction schedule per year. It symbolizes the formal recognition of the start of a ship's construction. It is often marked with a ceremony attended by the dignitaries from the shipbuilding company and the ultimate honors of the ship. There are six ships ahead of USS Telesporto Trinidad. The next big event occurs during the christening where the female descendant of Trinidad is given the honor of breaking a bottle of champagne against the bow just before the ship enters the water for the first time. A tradition which goes back centuries and is believed to bring good luck and safe travel to the vessel. Lastly, the commissioning of the ship is the act of ceremony of placing a ship in active service or deployment. Wow. So have you all been able to identify which female descendant of uh, Telesforo would be able to do this? I will defer the questions to our U.S. Navy Public Affairs Office. Ms. Jane, they have a protocol okay. in which they have to identify the descendant. And by the way, when you say descendant, that according to the new, accordingly, that descendant might still be alive and well during wow. the commissioning of the ship. That's exciting. So they have to probably find someone that will probably be, because uh, the commission may take five to ten years from now. That's exciting. But that is up to the public affairs of the United States Navy to decide. I understand. So my last question is, how can you summarize the success of the USTTC and what is the next thing for the team USTTC? What's the next project? Just like we did of establishing good contact with the Naval Historical Heritage Command, we are now changing our focus to start concentrating and working professionally with the program executive office of the U.S. Navy. They are in charge of shipbuilding. They manage acquisition and complete life cycle support for all the U.S. Navy non-nuclear surface ships. <coughs> for this and all other non-nuclear surface craft, <coughs> excuse me, they maintain cradle-to-grave responsibility, including research, development, acquisition, systems integration, construction, and lifetime support. We are also strategizing our fundraising campaign to attend notable ceremonies and serve as a research partner of the program executive office of the U.S. Navy. In a nutshell, Jane, that summarizes it. Well, great. It's so exciting. And it is still so um, unbelievable, but it's pleasantly unbelievable <laughs> that you were able to accomplish this in two years. So job well done, USTTC team. This is a major accomplishment, and all Filipino-American communities should be proud. So with that, I will let you go, and I will hope, and I will be in touch, and we'll talk soon. Maraming salamat po. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Mr. Lee. Thank you, sir. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Paul.
Welcome back, mga kababayan. Salamat po sa pakikinig ninyo sa usapan natin with uh, Colonel Lonnie Cabana. It was such a wonderful accomplishment that they were able to get that um, USTTC campaign um, named after Telesforo, Trinidad. Ngayon po, I'm going to switch gears and we are going to talk about Filipino legends and superstitions. Because it's Kalayaan Month, I thought it appropriate to talk about our Inang Bayan. However, I will leave the history lessons to the experts and the fun parades, pageants, and parties to the different Filipino organizations. In this forum, gusto ko pong pag-usapan ang mga Filipino legends and superstitions dahil parte yun ang ating istorya at kultura. So I'm going to talk first about the legend of Makati. Long ago, there was a treeless place of a swamp clay, and cogon grass south of Manila. Mga natives lang daw ang nakatira doon. Isa sa mga Spanish conquerors of Manila, Miguel Lopez de Legazpi, left the city in a banca and sailed south. His banca came upon this barren brown stretch of swamp and grass. And he asked, what's the name of this place? Tanong niya sa mga natives in Spanish. Hindi siya naintindihan, but they saw him pointing to the swamp, which was then emptying with the passing tide. They looked at the retarding waters and said, Makati na Makati na, which means the tide is ebbing. Legaspi thought that that was the answer to his question. So he named the place Makati, and it has been Makati since then. Today, Makati City is a rich and beautiful suburb. It is dotted with towering commercial buildings and neat-looking homes along paved streets. Its avenues are lined with shady trees. Nobody would think that it was once the barren swamp that Legaspi saw. So, ngayon naman po, magbibigay ako ng mga superstitions. Ang una, kapag nakatapon ka ng asin daw by accident, isa-isa mo itong pupulitin, kap- pupulutin kapag namatay ka bago ka makapasok sa langit. In English, if you accidentally threw or dropped salt, you will have to pick them up one by one by one other when, when you die because you won't be able to enter the gates of heaven. So number two, wag kang kakanta habang nagluluto, makakapag-asawa ka ng matanda. In English, do not be singing while you're cooking because you're, you'll get married to an old person. <laughs> And number three, kapag kumanta ka habang nagluluto, puputi ka agad ang buhok mo. And that means, if you're gonna sing while you're cooking, your hair will grow, will turn gray immediately. So, I have a lot of, of that where it came from. So, be sure to tune in again sa mga susunod na episodes because there's I've got thousands of them. So, at ngayon, ang akin pong parting words from Khalil Gibran in the sweetness of friendship, let there be laughter and sharing of pleasures. For in the dew of little things, the heart finds its morning and is refreshed. Panahon na po para ako'y magpaalam. Tandaan po ninyong mag-sign up at nangkilikin po ang usapang PinoyGA at gmail.com. Hanggang sa muli, paalam muna sa ngayon. Ay, 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 